0: Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about faith, family, freedom, the state of Illinois, our nation, and conservative action. Here's David Smith and Monty Larrick.
1: Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day, I'm Monty Larrick. Well, thanks to legislation signed into law by Governor Pritzker, Illinois is arguably the most pro-abortion state in the nation. While proponents are celebrating, Life activists are reminding the public about the grim realities of abortion lining streets around the Chicago area with pictures of babies, including aborted babies. Eric Scheidler is the executive director of the Chicago-based Pro-Life Action League and the leader of the organization's Face the Truth Tour. Well, given what's happened in the legislature, is this the most important Face the Truth tour?
0: In many ways, it is because uh, the people of Illinois and the people of America are thinking about abortion uh, more than they ever have before. It's become really the major political issue of our time. You hear more talk about abortion than anything else, except for possibly President Trump himself. And, and of course, he's been a part of this uh, discussion with uh, some of the measures that his administration has enacted. Maybe it's the. Uh, uh, the movie Unplanned is part of the, the mix here, the fact that so many people saw that movie and were inspired to go out and do something. The legislative battles in New York, Illinois, and other states to expand abortion. The fights in states like Georgia, Ohio, Missouri, and, and of course Alabama to, uh, to, to further restrict abortion or to shut down uh, abortion facilities that are operating without licenses. So there's just been a whole lot of activity uh, on the abortion issue, really more than we've seen in many, many years. And, um, and that makes people think about the issue. We want in the midst of that, well, people are contemplating abortion. We want them to see what abortion really is. And that's what our pictures do. We show precisely what a child looks like in the womb, this beautiful, uh, fragile, intricately woven new human life in its earliest stages. And we also show the reality of what abortion does to those children it tears them limb from limb. It denies them the opportunity to, uh, to have a birthday, to uh, ever learn to walk, to throw a baseball. And, and our, our signs are really appealing to people to recognize that humanity and sympathize with those unborn children. Well,
1: you've held a number of Face the Truth tours in years gone by, but do you think that the folks who are participating are more energized than in previous years?
0: I think there is a sense of urgency. I think some, on the one hand, some people are feeling really encouraged by what they've seen with laws in Alabama, the total abortion ban, Georgia and and Ohio and other states passing heartbeat legislation. And many people feel energized and and pumped up and motivated by what they're seeing. Others are alarmed. They see what happened here in Illinois. First, it was HB 40, the taxpayer funding bill that is requiring uh, Illinois residents to pay for Medicaid and uh, public employee abortions. The abortion then, referral law. Right. But of course then the RHA, the Reproductive Health Act, that was uh, signed into law by Governor Pritzker last month, which radically expands abortion and explicitly denies uh, that the unborn child at any stage has any rights that the state has to recognize at all, any rights of its own as a, as a human person. So every pregnant woman in Illinois has, has been told that her child uh, doesn't ha- doesn't have any value in, in, in the eyes of the state. and That's just horrific. It's especially horrific and, and historically disturbing considering that Illinois uh, has a history as a, a state where slavery was not allowed at the beginning uh, when our state was first uh, entered the Union, a state that um, fought hard against slavery throughout the years, and, and is of course the, the state where Abraham Lincoln, the, the final destroyer of slavery, he had his political beginnings. So, to see our state denying the humanity of human beings after a history like that is, is very troubling, and that motivates other people to get out here and show these pictures. And we were
1: a leader in the civil rights movement, and to deny babies any civil rights.
0: Absolutely. It's sad to see a state that has played an important role in civil rights, in the fighting against slavery, becoming a bastion of abortion, becoming the abortion capital, not only of the Midwest, but of the entire United States. Eric Scheidler with
1: the Pro-Life Action League Planned Parenthood and their democratic allies seem to have the upper hand here in Illinois. Do you have to remind yourself that God is in control
0: and the truth is on the side of life? It's true. Um, we do have the truth. We have the data. We have the statistics. We have the arguments. We have science on our side. The trouble is, though, that for many people, none of that matters. We've come to a time in history when people will believe what they would need to believe rather than what the evidence shows them. There's more urgency around the emotions involved with uh, any particular issue, whether it's you know, marriage or whether it's abortion or, or, or whether it's just you know immigration or, or taxes. Uh, people see what they want to see, they believe what they want to believe, and it's very hard to break through. We, and we've seen it in the pro-life movement big time. Uh, I hear from leaders and from volunteers and, and activists all over the country about how over the past five or six years it's gotten harder and harder and harder to make a convincing case. The case itself is convincing. If we could teach a a robot to understand our arguments, they'd probably agree with us. But when it comes to human beings, evidence doesn't matter, arguments don't matter, scientific data doesn't matter, Uh, what matters is ideology, and it trumps everything else. It makes it very difficult to have these conversations. You can get someone to concede all of your points. Okay, it's human. Okay, it's life. It's a living organism with its own DNA, its own identity. Uh, You and I once began our lives as unborn babies. Can debunk all the myths about how we want to put women in prison or or, or whatever and still uh, well I'm still, pro, I'm still pro-choice i'm still pro-choice it's it's very hard to, it's getting harder and harder to break through the challenge for us then becomes to try to make that emotional or that sentimental argument which cuts against i think sometimes our conservative instincts which are to to make our case to be rational and that's what this country was founded on we can just dis- we can develop a rational logical way of government that's based on historical precedents, that's based on principles, first principles, like the principles that all, all men are created equal and, and endowed with inalienable rights, right to life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, the idea that government should be limited, all of these things. We want to make logical arguments, but we have to shift gears here if we want to re- reach our culture. And that's really what these Face the Truth tours are doing. We've, um, we've changed our signage in recent years and we are much more making an appeal to the heart doesn't make it less a legitimate appeal, it's just a little different. So our signs say things like, remember the victims of abortion, rather than say, abortion is murder, or they were our brothers and sisters. We are putting the focus on the babies. Our signs, our literature, they don't talk about morality. They don't talk about legislation. They don't talk about politics. They don't talk about religion. Our signs are 100% laser focused on the humanity of the unborn child. So we have a, for example, a, a 15 week Child, aborted baby boy and the caption on his side reads remember this face and on the other side it says his only baby picture we're trying to connect with these sort of human experiences of you know your children's baby picture or the ultrasound picture on the refrigerator and and here's a picture of an unborn baby who was killed you know never gets to have a birthday we're trying to connect with people in that way
1: Eric you've alluded to it but in the aftermath of what's happened in the General Assembly is the pro-life movement Entering a new phase here in Illinois, with more emphasis on educational efforts, outreach to women, their husbands and boyfriends.
0: Well, I think we do need to enter a new phase, and, and not just in Illinois. I think it's across the country. Even in states like Alabama and Georgia, there's going to be very uh, hard legislative fights there. In Georgia, for example, they're they're seeking to have some kind of a referendum that would uh, upend the uh, the heartbeat bill that was passed there. And pro- uh, Planned Parenthood and the ACLU and, and NARAL are going to be Uh, pulling out all the stops when it comes to propaganda to try to uh, prevent those laws from actually being enforced, you know, to get them to be taken off the books. Uh, Not just in Illinois, but around the country, we're seeing a a real need to to re-educate the people, or maybe educate them for the first time on life in the womb. That's, I think, maybe the missing piece. We can point to all of the women who regret abortions and all the men who regret being involved with abortion and, and make a strong case that's going to persuade some people, but the other side is now shouting their abortions. They're trotting out women who say abortion was the best thing that ever happened to me. I mean, from the pro life protect perspective, it's really sad to think that of all the experiences you've ever had, getting a college degree, uh, the birth of a child, uh, starting a business, meeting your spouse, the best thing was abortion. I mean, that's pretty, pretty grim. I'd hate to have a life where abortion was the best thing in my life, but that's what people are saying. So we need to, we need to somehow build a sense of sympathy with the unborn child uh, to, to recognize that humanity. And it's a tough call because these children are extremely uh, unusual in appearance, especially at the earliest stages. The, the embryo uh, is an alien-looking being. Uh, even the fetus, uh, though distinctly human in its characteristics, is, it has that translucent skin and the skinny bones and, and arms and legs. And, and there's just a, there's a kind of almost a hatred of the unborn child going on here. Uh, here at the Poif Faction League, we did a, a prayer campaign during Lent focused on several female comedians who have been really demonizing the unborn child as a central part of their comedy. So this is what's happening. We're seeing, a, 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 and we see it out on the streets, a callousness. I mean, people saying yay for abortion, people talking about eating the fetus, oh, that looks yummy. People are saying when they see our aborted baby signs. What's prompting this hatred? I I think it's the effect of 40-plus years of abortion. It's almost 50 years now that we've had illegal abortion in the United States. And I think it has turned people against the unborn child. It's made the unborn child a kind of enemy. If there's any truth to what we say, that the, un- that the human being at the unborn stage of life has value, is each one of us At <laughs> our beginnings, they then lose their argument. So they have to deny that there's any life there, that there's any value there, up until the moment of birth. That's what these laws in Illinois and New York are really all about. It's not so much that these legislators actively want to be aborting babies very late in pregnancy, it's that on principle that's what they have to stand for. Because if the unborn child a week before birth has value, the unborn child two weeks before birth, two months before birth has value, then they all have value, they can see that. And so they are reaching for this radical uh, dehumanization of the unborn child. We have to be rehumanizing the unborn child and we're seeking ways to do that at the Pro-Life Action League with the language that we use, with the images that we use, with the the kinds of places that we go. And um, the, the kinds of uh, people that we're trying to engage with.
1: This is Illinois Family Spotlight. We'll continue our conversation with Eric Scheidler from the
2: Face the Truth Tour in Flossmoor after this. So, train up a child by dropping him in the woods? For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with The Point. It's a Dutch tradition they call dropping. The New York Times recently reported about how some parents in the Netherlands will gather groups of pre or young teens, drive them into the woods at night, hand them a GPS, and then tell them to find their way back. For safety's sake, an adult or two will trail them, but other than that, the kids have to rely on themselves and each other to find their way back to camp. Clearly, the Dutch aren't into helicopter parenting. As one mom said, you drop your kids into the world. Of course, you wanna make sure they don't die, but other than that, they have to find their own way. There's a lot to like about this concept, and it applies to their faith as well. Too many students have no idea about the worldview challenges that they're going to face in college in the real world, and so they need some practice. For some help, check out the book, A Practical Guide to Culture. That's A Practical Guide to Culture. You can find it at breakpoint.org. I'm John Stonestreet.
3: Hello, I'm David Smith, the Executive Director of Illinois Family Institute, a state-based Christian pro-life and pro-family public policy organization. I want to invite you to join us as we seek to be salt and light to a dark and rapidly decaying culture. You can do that in a number of ways. For example, you can join our email list to get timely alerts and great cultural commentaries You can like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter, listen to our podcast, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can attend one or more of the special events and forums we host in different parts of the state. We do all these things to encourage and equip Christians in Illinois. You see, we need you to help us fulfill our mission to boldly bring a biblical perspective to public policy. Our faith requires us to be bold, speak truthfully, and love our neighbors. Join us. Visit illinoisfamily.org to learn more. Again, that is illinoisfamily.org.
1: This is Illinois Family Spotlight. Eric Scheidler is the Executive Director of the Chicago-based Pro-Life Action League and the leader of the organization's Face the Truth Tour. Eric, the backers of the so-called Reproductive Health Act are not done. Now they want to go after the Parental Notice of Abortion Act. You're the father of six girls. Just how important is this law?
0: Well, I mean, it's, we've, we say it so often, it becomes, it, it almost starts to, to, start to be numb to, to it. But I mean, my, my daughters, most of them have pierced ears now. They can't get their ears pierced without their, their parental permission, right? They can't take a, 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 an ibuprofen uh, at a, a school function or a church function or something like that without parental permission or, or, or some kind of a, a doctor's note or a parental note. I mean, I've had to sign these sort of medical release statements uh, many, many times for my children when they do various uh, you know, camps and things, and yet they can be taken for an abortion at the age of of 14, 15, 13 even, without their parents ever knowing about it, without this law in place. The Parental Notice of Abortion Act in Illinois cut minor abortions in half. It saves lives when kids uh, have to tell their parents about uh, being pregnant, the fact that they're considering abortion. So very often the parents step in and and save the lives of their grandchildren. And so uh, it's a very, very important law because it saves lives. It, It also stands for something important, which is the relationship between parent and child. You know, my wife and I try to, uh, to, to be very open with our children and to, uh, to engage them in conversation about their life and their goals and, and our morals and, 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 and how their lives are going. The idea that someone would be able to, to drive a wedge between a parent and child in this way and, and scurry a child off for a secret abortion, and we know very often that these abortions are being performed on minor girls who are pregnant by adult men. Sometimes much older men. Sometimes it's even family members. It's an abusive situation. It's certainly an exploitative situation if you're talking about you know, a man in his 20s and a 14 or 15-year-old girl. As a father, it is so painful to think about a girl being exploited in that way, sexually exploited, and then being brought to a place of violence like an abortion clinic to have her own child destroyed and the evidence destroyed along the way of the, uh, the exploitation that's been going on. So it's absolutely, and and, and the American people get this, the people of Illinois get this. Parental involvement in the decision of a minor daughter to get abortion is overwhelmingly supported by the American people. We can only hope that as our Illinois legislature overreaches on this issue, that the people of Illinois, the voters of Illinois, will recognize this radicalism for what it is and reject it. That's really uh, the hope we have that this legislation, so extreme, one thing after another, taxpayer funding, radical expansion of abortion through the RHA, and now finally the attempt to overturn parental notice, that this will wake up more Illinois voters to the radicalism of the pro abortion forces here, the Democratic Party that has gone all in for abortion, and, and cause a change in uh, the makeup of our General Assembly that will result in more pro life legislation.
1: Voters, pro life voters, need to make a call visit their state reps, state senators, and tell them to reject the repeal of parental notice.
0: Well, one of the really uh, wonderful things that has come out of that battle over the Reproductive Health Act, a battle that it looked like we were going to win. It looked like these bills had been shelved and they were done, and it seemed like maybe a reaction to Alabama and Georgia's uh, strict abortion bans that revived things here, uh, maybe gave them a kind of PR opportunity that they exploited and so we've seen the pro-life community rise up in a way that is, is truly admirable. Even though we lost that particular battle, so much was accomplished. And part of that is people got comfortable going and talking to their legislators. Maybe not comfortable, but they at least experienced it. So many people went and had a meeting face-to-face at a district office, at a Springfield office with their legislators. And we need to build on that and continue to use that. And now is the perfect time. We've got. Parental notice on the chopping block now, it's been reported in the media, they're going after this. Those face-to-face meetings saying I'm a parent, as a parent, I totally reject this, everyone I know rejects this. We could really win on the fight over, over uh, parental notice because uh, the, the people really are with us and I think the legislators are gonna start to get a little worried they've gone too far.
1: Well, with passage of the so-called Reproductive Health Act, it opens access to abortion and if they would do away with parental notice, Does that open the door for abortions on public school property or the school nurse handing out abortion pills?
0: You know, we've heard about this. I I haven't seen um, any evidence that this is happening yet anywhere around the the, the country. Solid, solid evidence. we certainly heard anecdotes of, uh, you know, school nurses or guidance counselors taking girls to abortion facilities for for abortions uh, without their parents knowing about it. Uh, sometimes during school hours, which, which would be an incredible abuse of, of, a, of a school authority. It absolutely, especially with the shift towards uh, medical abortion, abortion is accomplished by pills rather than through surgical instruments, uh, for, for those medicines to become available in, in school um, nursing offices could, could become a really serious problem here in Illinois. And that means that the, uh, the high schools, even the middle schools of Illinois, could be, essentially become abortion facilities where the pills are being taken, and where the girls are passing the, uh, the embryos out of their bodies and flushing them down the toilet of the school uh, you know, bathrooms. It's horrifying to contemplate.
1: Eric Scheidler of the Pro-Life Action League. We're speaking with Eric here at Vollmer Road and Governors Highway in Flossmoor near the Planned Parenthood abortion facility. And Eric and I are speaking during the Face the Truth Tour annual event staged by the Pro-Life Action League. Eric, several Republican lawmakers have introduced legislation that would repeal the so-called Reproductive Health Act and make Illinois a heartbeat state. But given the makeup of the General Assembly, Democratic-controlled and a pro-abortion governor in the governor's mansion, what's the value of that?
0: Well, there is some value to introducing these bills because every bill that's ever been passed, just about every bill, was introduced years before its passage. And that's true for the Reproductive Health Act that was just, uh, that was just enacted. It's been appearing in various forms for, for very many years in Illinois. We've been fighting it off. And finally, it, they achieved victory on it. The same is true with some of the heartbeat bills around the country. Ohio, there was a, a battle to, to pass that bill for many, many years, and there was some division within the pro-life movement over the efficacy of, of that particular strategy. Uh, so it's always a, a long-term process and an education process. We already know that the uh, precedents of the United States Supreme Court will prevent any heartbeat bill from ever being put into force until Roe versus Wade is overturned in some way or chipped away or, or in some way modified. So in some, to some extent, all the heartbeat bills are really focused on education. So many people don't know how very early in pregnancy the unborn child's heart begins to beat. They don't know how early in pregnancy their own heart began to beat. Uh, you know, the, your heart is only going to beat so many times in your whole life and those beats begin when uh, you're a tiny little embryo or fetus in your mother's womb. So there's a very important educational element. There is a procedure element, you know, just uh, bring introducing the bill, seeing uh, what kind of conversation takes place, what kind of discussions happen uh, at the committee level or if we get through there to the to the floor. Uh, so it, there is a lot of value to that kind of uh, uh, legislation being introduced. Now we don't want to put all of our focus on it, we don't want to put all of our eggs into that basket, but we, uh, we do not want to neglect every opportunity we have to uh, educate the people and to uh, try to work for that day when we are able to uh, enact these kinds of measures here in Illinois.
1: It keeps the life issue on the radar of the public attention.
0: That's right. Anything we can do to keep people thinking and talking about abortion is good for us because what the other side wants is for people to forget about abortion, to not talk about it, to not think about it, to, uh, to, to keep it closeted and away from public view. So all of this discussion is good. Anytime the issue comes up, it's a win for us because they'd rather no one ever talk about it.
1: Eric, with the passage of the Reproductive Health Act, the Republican leadership here in Illinois is being criticized. Critics would suggest that they did not do enough to fight this, that they dropped the ball. What's your take?
0: On the Reproductive Health Act, I don't know how we could have fought it harder. We had a united effort. We had one of the largest rallies we've ever seen in our state capitol. Hundreds of thousands of phone calls, hundreds, even thousands of office visits. It's hard to see what else we really could have done. Absent a, a war chest of hundreds of millions of dollars that we simply don't have, to have fought this piece of legislation. So I'm very proud of the fight that we that we had in the state. I'm, I'm really disappointed that uh, that, we, that we lost. I think we lost through some uh, very cynical maneuvers and, and through a lot of lies. They, you know, they took legislators on walkthroughs through their abortion facilities. Planned Parenthood did. You know, how do you fight lies? How do you fight an enemy that is willing to do anything to pass their legislation and, and has no scruples about about dishonesty and, and propaganda? It's very difficult to uh, to fight that kind of a, that kind of a de- de- deceitful uh opponent but we did everything that we could But moving
1: uh, forward you need to get pastors on board uh they can't remain
0: silent they've been too silent and for for many pastors both the catholic and protestant there is a a reluctance to talk about abortion they're afraid that they'll upset somebody in the congregation maybe the donations will go down maybe they'll get complaints they're ignoring the fact that many of their uh, of their flock are suffering with the aftermath of abortion and really need to hear from their pastors about it so that they can seek, you know, seek Christ's grace and healing, uh, ask for His forgiveness and, and, and move on uh, spiritually and personally from from having been involved with abortion. They, and they use the excuse that, oh, it's a political issue. We can't talk about politics. I don't want to get involved in politics. And You know, everything. What's not a political issue? What's not a political issue? Immigration is a political issue. Does that mean we, we don't ever talk about the, the need to be uh, gracious to immigrants? taxation is a political issue. The churches are, are, have to be concerned about that because it impacts their bottom line. Uh, and yet when it comes to abortion, they use politics as a kind of a shield. That said, there are very many pastors that are very, very engaged and doing a wonderful job uh, on this issue and bringing their, their people out to the abortion facilities and out to the front lines. And so there's a lot of great things happening too, but we could always use more involvement at the church level.
1: You're going to be involved in the 40 Days for Life prayer campaign to end abortion and you want a lot of other pro-life folks to uh, get involved.
0: If you've ever been upset about the prospect of an unborn child being killed, if you've ever thought about the tragedy of a woman feeling like she has no choice but to end the life of her unborn child, my God, you've got to do something about it. You can't just sit with that. You can't just tweet about it or write about it on Facebook. Get out there and do something concrete. And for so many, that, that thing they can do, that first step, is to get out and simply pray in front of an abortion facility. We're just a few blocks right now away from the Flossmore Planned Parenthood facility that opened up last year, a yet another case of Planned Parenthood, lying about their identity, sneaking in, deceiving a municipality, in this case, Flossmore, to open up their doors and start killing children in another community. There's going to be a 40 Days for Life campaign at the Flossmore Planned Parenthood. There's another one in Aurora. There are others throughout. Uh, the Chicago area, throughout the state of Illinois. Find those 40 Days for Life campaigns that are starting up in September and get out there. Whether you come out for one hour to pray during those 40 days, or you sign up for a regular hour each week, maybe you get your church involved in adopting a whole day in some respect, get out there and be a part of this and see for yourself. Nothing makes abortion real like watching a woman go into the facility, you know, with her boyfriend, husband, friend, aunt, whatever, and then come out a few hours later maybe walking more slowly, maybe crying. That child is dead. That decision is irrevocable. She's made a choice she can't take back and you've seen it happen. And you were there for that child. You were there mourning for that baby as that child was killed, giving them the only gift they'll receive this side of eternity. You need to experience that. You need to see that for yourself.
1: Thank you so much, Eric. Eric, how can people who are listening, viewing, help out the Pro-Life Action League in your effort to inform the public about the realities of abortion.
0: Well we need three things from people who care about the life of the unborn child, who care about American families, who care about Illinois families. Number one, we need volunteers. We need people to, to come out to the abortion facilities, to come out to intersections like this one at Volmer Road and Governors Highway where we're showing the reality of abortion, to volunteer in some respect, to get out and do something uh, as volunteers. Number two, we need your prayers. We need you to be praying for our safety when we're out here. We need you to be praying for our legislators. We need you to be praying for our pastors to be, to be courageous, praying for the activists to, to continue to do what they're doing on the front lines. Number three, we need your financial support. It's a tremendous amount uh, of, of resources are poured into the things that we do. Staff hours, uh, you know, internet service providing, gas for our vans, you know, maintenance of, 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 of the, the signage that we bring out into the public square, printing of signs and materials and literature. we spend tens of thousands of dollars on literature. So those three ways are, are very important. Those are the three things we need. And you can plug in with us at ProLifeAction.org. You can find us at Facebook.com slash ProLifeAction. At ProLifeAction is our handle on all the social media. Hunt us down at ProLifeAction and get involved.
1: Thank you so much. Eric Scheidler, the executive director of the Pro-Life Action League. We're speaking during the Face the Truth tour at its stop in Flossmoor near the Planned Parenthood abortion facility. Thank you for listening. Reminder that tickets are available for the Faith, Family, and Freedom Banquet, IFI's big annual banquet coming up November 1. And our keynote speaker is the Reverend Franklin Graham. He'll be giving a bold challenge to Christians, and I'm sure he'll be speaking on the life issue. If you'd like to get tickets, give us a call at 708-781-9328 or go to illinoisfamily.org. Please tell a friend about Illinois Family Spotlight and until next time, God bless.
0: Thank you for listening to Illinois Family Spotlight. For more information, please visit us at ifiaction.org and look for us on Facebook and Twitter. If you would like to email us questions or comments, please do so at feedback at ifiaction.org. Until next time, stay engaged and keep your eyes on the prize.